For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's time for the Ant Hill Show. Jay Hill sneaking in a, a quick water uh, there before we wet go. the whistle. We go live. Yeah, I got wet the whistle. Uh, I like that, Jay Hill. <laughs> wet the whistle for Jay Hill. Jay Hill, the 49ers yes, uh, wet the beak on the Panthers. Uh, pretty much had a, a good game. What did you think about this game? 49ers versus Panthers. About every, you know, I mean, give a kind of a, a rough synopsis. Of course, we're going to go through more of it. But what did you think of this game overall? 17th. Three at the halftime, I felt like they left a little bit still on the field there. So I, I was, I, it, it was that same feeling of one bad thing happens. It's down to a, a one score game. So I was, I was a little worried. I did like Jimmy's accuracy and his timing on the balls got off early. I thought they did a pretty good job against that pretty solid defensive line of the the Panthers. I was a little, little concerned that we kept. Throwing the ball to guys that J.C. Horn was covering. That was, we could definitely go guys away. I was heartbroken when my guy Kittle tossed it up, but that was but that was also a really good defensive play, though, too. So I don't necessarily fault him a ton, but it was kind of like, oh, man, we talk all, all show about him getting more touches, and then does that to us. It was great to see <laughs> see Jeff Wilson attacking the holes with some, with some pace and tempo. And even... Old man Tevin Coleman actually looked okay too. Yeah, uh, an hour before the episode or before the game, 
said Tevin Coleman's about to spin. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Tevin Coleman, for just whatever reason dominating the Panthers. 2019, he, four he touchdowns. He owns them. Uh, this he's time, been... two touchdowns. So the last two times he's played the Panthers, six touchdowns for Tevin Coleman. Yeah. Pretty ridiculous. But you're right. The game was it was good. And I thought one of the most pivotal plays in the entire game was the Emmanuel Mosley interception for touchdown because the blocked field goal had just happened. Yep. It was the momentum had shifted. The Panthers were going to have momentum. And thank you, Baker Mayfield, for double clutching and then overthrowing Christian McCaffrey. By a lot, too. Yeah, yeah. and Mosley got it done. Like, he didn't – It was he was getting into the end zone. There was no one that was going to yep. stop him. He made a nice run back. I thought that was huge because that 17-3 to margin with the Panthers getting the football coming out to start the second half was huge because the Panthers ended up Tim getting Jones. a huge special teams play that got him to midfield. So – uh, overall, the Mosley interception for touchdown. Once again, the defense does it. I'm sure we're going to talk more about the defense during this episode. Very likely. <laughs> very, very likely. So let's talk, though, about the 49ers offense. Because guess what, Jason? They were scoring touchdowns and not even just on the first drive, which they did again. Which the, yes, they, they, uh, they, they, they also, do that very well, though. Also in the second half, scoring touchdown yes. on touchdown on touchdown. What did you think of this 49ers offense overall? It was a good thing I was in my chair most of that. <laughs> Games. Sometimes I watch games. I'm, I'm up, standing, walking around. Today I was most. Yesterday I was mostly either in one of my chairs or on my nice comfy couch. So, because it, it was shocking to see actual red zone conversions for touchdowns, like not not settling for field goals, like kind of being aggressive in the play calling to to put the stamp and put the foot down on sorry ass Baker May Mayfield's throat. So that, that that was awesome. That yeah, was uh, the fallout. Matt Rule, you're you're fired. fired. <laughs> uh, Baker Mayfield's high ankle sprain. He's out, uh, and so it looks like PJ Walker is going to be set to to start for them. So Carolina's in disarray, and the 49ers' offense executed when they needed to. They were converting on third downs. A uh, big plays. Kyle Yuschek with a stiff arm. What a great play that was to get a first down. Jawan Jennings with big shook catches again. Shook, shook a guy, actually. Like, yeah. Where'd that come from? Yeah, the, the conversions on third down have definitely picked up over the last couple it weeks. It helps. It does. And it this definitely was, helps. This was the second best defense the 49ers have faced this season. Denver, yep. of course, is the best. Uh, but this was the second best. And according to DVOA, uh, their DVOA, they're 12th best in the league. So pretty good. They have Brian Burns. He did get home for one sack. But overall, I thought the offensive line held up pretty well, too. He's a force, though. Man, it would be he'd be nice opposite Bosa. If yeah, he would have been nice. But I believe he signed an extension, didn't I he? I know, he did. Yeah, yeah. so he may be D'Amico Ryan's uh, version of Bosa <laughs> hey, in hey, the hey, offseason. We'll see. Let's not, let's not wish that on D'Amico. It was nice to see the 49ers scoring touchdowns and you know using the run game to set up the play action. Uh, getting the rollouts again. Uh, it was a lot like 2019 49ers offense. Jimmy Garoppolo took some more offense. deep shots too. He did. He had the deep throw to Tevin Coleman, yeah. which was fantastic. He took a shot to Danny Gray, which didn't work out. And that was a little bit suspect, but I I, I like the idea of it though. You're right, and so he was definitely willing to take those shots. Yeah. They're a part of the game plan overall. And it's nice to see him back. It it was nice to see. It was nice to see the whole thing going that way. And let's talk about Tevin Coleman. Let's talk about Tevin and Jeff because the running back room for the 49ers had themselves one heck of a day. Jeff Wilson Jr. on the ground, Tevin Coleman through the air and on the ground because he comes away with two touchdowns. But what did you think of this running back group? It sounds very 2019 to me. Uh, and once again, I'm sure people's heads exploded because there's no Jordan Mason. Uh, uh, you know what? He, It's just awful that, that he didn't play. But uh, I'm going to give you some – this, this is going to warm your heart here. <laughs> Okay. What I say. We can talk about those two, and we rightfully should, but it starts with the guys in front of them because if yeah. there's no holes, 
they ain't doing jack. So that's true. We got we got to give thanks, I, I, even though he, he one penalty. I thought he played really well too. I, I thought overall the O line held up a lot better than I was expecting without Trent and versus the quality of the front seven that the Panthers have. So that being said, they did a good job of seeing the holes that were there and and explosively seeing them with with tempo. I, I thought it was good. They were decisive. They saw it, boom, and, and they went and they got like the yards per carry is something that that I I love to see. Just, there's a few stats I love: yards per pass, yards per play, and yards per carry. If those are all high, the offense is clicking. They were very high yesterday. Yeah, it was like, ooh, offense is moving now. This is good. Yeah, my feelings on, you know, because Jalen Moore has been the big question mark. I think everyone was co more comfortable with Colton McKivitz. But after Jalen Moore's performance against Denver, there were huge question marks. My belief is the young player thought he was never going to play left tackle with Trent Williams ahead of him. So he was that's, unprepared that's for fair. going against Denver, maybe didn't do the work that he needed to do, and it didn't pay off for him. No. Then Colton McKivitz comes in, uh, gets hurt, but this time he's prepared because he just got a foot put in his butt by Chris Forster. And I think that's Maybe what two. we're getting now is a more prepared Jalen Moore. And we're seeing he does have the talent. He has the ability. And I think that's good for the 49ers. It means they're going to have extreme depth. Sometime once, hopefully, we get to the playoffs, we'll have Trent Williams and Colton McKivitz back. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, Trent Williams could be back as soon as Kansas City. Yep. And if he is, that means we have a now legitimate backup in Jalen Moore. I think that makes me feel more comfortable. And Daniel Brunskill continues to work into this offensive line, getting more reps at right guard, getting some left guard reps as well for Aaron Banks at the end of the game. I thought that was smart. They want him to be a swing in interior Everything. offensive lineman. <laughs> just, just, just go play somewhere, guy. Right, go. and isn't that important? If you, Once you get Colton back, you have guys who can play both tackle spots and Daniel Brunskill that can play the interior. Yep. Uh, it sets up well for this 40 years defense or offensive line. But you're right. Kevin and Jeff did a really good job. And Jeff Wilson Jr., this is what I've saw from him since training camp. The explosiveness, the one cut and go, the good vision. He did a very good job. He finished runs falling forward. Those are always good. And then I thought Tevin Coleman, you just always felt comfortable that he knew what he was doing in, in his role. He's not going to miss a block. He's not going to – like he, he he knows the offense like the back of his hand. He, he, he's – He's kind of the, the old, reliable, like, friend who you don't necessarily talk to for, like, six months or a year. But but then, hey, how's it going? And just everything is, like, natural and stuff. Right? Yeah, it makes sense. And and that's the thing. When you got Tevin Coleman back in the fold, the question marks that Kyle Shanahan had for the running back room was maybe he didn't feel comfortable with guys with when they didn't have the ball in their hand. He brought in Tevin last week. Tevin came in on third downs. That's usually yep. times where he can block a release on past, you know, situations if it allows uh, and he did. And then this week they got him more involved in the offense, including, you know, set that play was designed to go to him down the field. Yep. Now it was supposed to be if he got matched up against somebody that was a non-defensive back. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Garoppolo went ahead and threw it anyways, and Tevin Coleman let the cat out of the bag that Jimmy told him during the week, hey, I'm going to throw you that football. Um, and he did, and he put it, I mean, right where Tevin Coleman could get to it, and yep. Coleman made one heck of a yeah, play. It was great. Yeah, what a what a great time. So it's nice to see the running back room doing some stuff. Uh, but there are questions, of course, about, you know, Marlon Mack and, uh, and Jordan point, Mason. Marlon Mack, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's As true. long as Tevin's healthy, we have that solid veteran in there. So I don't, I don't think, think Marlon's a huge, ooh, we, we got to have him. But Yeah, speaking of staying healthy, the 49ers suffered some more injuries in this football game. Emmanuel Mosley with a torn ACL. He's going to be out for the season, having season-ending surgery. That's not good. No. Uh, Nick Bosa with growing tightness. I think that is actually good news. 
that it wasn't more than just tightness. Like the surgery that he had back at Ohio State. Or his brother had or his this brother year. just had, yeah. Yeah, so it there, I may have dodged a bullet there. Uh, you also have Robbie Gold with a knee contusion or leg contusion. I think that's okay. He'll that eventually be, be back, but yeah. those things are painful. So we'll see. But overall, I mean, you lose another starter in Emmanuel Mosley. Jason, where do the 49ers go from here? They've been, oh, I'm sorry. I mentioned, I forgot to mention Jimmy Ward broke his Jimmy hand. Jimmy broke his hand on, so on like to, his one play. I got so used to playing, you know, them playing without him that, you know, he, he came back. I was hoping to see him more, but gets hurt. But where do the 49ers go from here? They have handled injuries. This year, better than I think they've ever handled injuries in Kyle Shanahan's tenure. The injuries keep stacking up, but the 49ers keep overcoming. Did did John Lynch finally build a roster that has insulated them completely from the injury bug? Uh, I don't know about completely because, uh, as, you, as you might remember, you, you know, I've had the conversation many times about next man up, which it sounds great to say, but at the end of the day, Lenore and, and Thomas were behind... E-Man for a reason, because E-Man was on his way to being a Pro Bowl caliber Agreed. <laughs> corner. So they are they're good players, but no matter how much we say next man up, they're not going to be as good as he, like, like legitimately they had two shutdown corners. Yesterday in coverage, uh, Lenore was 10 for 11. Like, he had a terrible game. As, as good as he had been the last couple weeks, he was equally bad yesterday. So... That's a little a little concerning to me going forward. Is I he, he got shelled by by Baker Mayfield for God's sakes, so that's that, that's a little bit of a concern. One of the things though too, and I was just listening to Papa and and John Lund on the way here, they were saying that and 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 they had Dante Hittner on too. They were talking about they don't expect Barrett for at least a month to be be be, be playing a majority of the. Snap, so that's a little bit of a concern. We since we have KC coming up in weeks too. So long story short, the, the roster, as we said on like show one, is loaded. Like they're from one to fifty-three. This this is a top two roster in the sport. So do they have uh, and and can Yamiko scheme up some ways to kind of ease those guys in until Brett is there? Yeah, but at the end of the day. No one that no one that's going to come in for him is as good of a player as he was. So there will be some drop off. Now, what that also means is is Charverius will never see a pass thrown his way. He, he just won't. Like there's just there's no, no chance. And and by the way, CFF officially has him as the number one corner now in, in the entire sport too. So that's that's kind of awesome. Yeah, and know. it's by it's by a wide margin now. Like it's it's he's like a eighty-eight points. Seven, the number two guy is like a freaking eighty-three. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. The the Ooh. the 49ers paid well for Traverius Ward and, and well they're they're getting, you know, the the fruits of that labor. And this is one thing you have to insulate yourselves against. And they've done that, right? Uh Diamond Lenore, a young corner they drafted, Samuel Womack, Ombre Thomas with a lot of experience last year. You're right. Is Verrett gonna come back, step right in and start at corner? No. Is he gonna start working his way in over the next several weeks? I'm sure he is, because they do have to activate him at least by Kansas City. So he's going to come in and start getting limited snaps here and there. The good news is, once again, he could be one of those guys that's able to help your team after the bye. Yeah. Um. So the second half of the season, you could get that that player back. So next next man up, yeah, you always have a little bit of a drop off, but how much? Remember, in this game, they're putting Diamond Lenore in a lot of one on one situations in the in the in the nickel situation. That's tough. 
play nickel and be one-on-one. Um, him playing on the outside, I love the hit that he laid later in the game. He was playing the outside. He came off and crushed somebody. So where where it seems bad right now, it could be opportunity. This isn't this is Diamond Lenore who's improved so much. This that is Samuel Womack that showed a lot of ability. This isn't Josh Norman. Um, so we haven't got to that levels yet. God. And let's not forget, we have all reliable number 27 chilling over there on the practice squad, Dante Johnson, just waiting, anticipating his call up. <laughs> At some point, you could use him as well. So they do, they have insulated themselves. Do we want this injury to happen? No, because E-Man was playing at such a high level. And now we're getting robbed of seeing E-Man, Charverius Ward, and Jason Verrett playing was, together. I know, that was going to be so much fun. Oh, it's so frustrating because I think we're getting so close. Every time you, every time I hear Josh Norman, I just have the flashbacks to my show last year and my adversary telling me how great Josh Norman is. And I'm like, mm, it just, it just well, wasn't Well, you have the, the peanut punch going for him. That That's great. I'd rather have guys who not who don't have to punch the ball because coverage is so good that the receiver can't can't catch the pass. There you go. Well, let's talk about this 49ers defense because overall, another great performance. They hold the Panthers to 15 points. And uh, I thought if the special teams didn't kind of put them behind the eight ball a little bit, maybe even held could have held them with less. Yes. Um, you had Tano Fonga taking the blame for the Christian McCaffrey touchdown run. Think he should have made the tackle. He, he missed a couple tackles that he normally makes yesterday. Yeah, he said he missed four, which I, uh, I say I, I remember at least three. Where I'm like, okay, he's got, oh, he didn't, oh, he's got, oh, he didn't get him again. Yeah, him. so I mean, they do give up the touchdown, but overall, I thought they played pretty well against the Panthers, uh, even without you know three fourths of their starting defensive line. <laughs> they were still able to get pressure and end up with six sacks in the game. And uh, Charles Davis on on the broadcast, I, I thought he was oh, interesting. Yeah. He he goes. This is really scary since the three fourths of their starting defensive lines hurt and, and and they're still dominating. I'm like, yeah, that's what we do, guys. Yeah, that's how we roll. Um, once again, just a, a solid, a, a overall solid effort. You know, they're 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 complete. They're they're fast. It, and I was I was intrigued too by by D'Amico using multiple blitzers in the second half from everywhere. It was like, oh, he he he's now showing people that I might send a safety, and it, it, it might not be Ufanga. I might send in the corner, and it, it might not be from the the slot. I mean, he was he was sending guys from all over the field. It was, and I'll say this: uh, Fred had his best game of the year too, hundred percent. He he was really good yesterday. He was all over the field. Well, Fred has been having his best season overall in coverage already. Yes. His, his numbers are better than they've ever been, even in his all-pro season. And then yesterday, he took care of the run game in a big way. He obliterated the I run thought game. he did absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I was uh, the linebacker group, ev all three of them, including Oren Burks, who got the start, uh, ended up in the top five for PFF's rankings. Your boy had a monster back, too. Which boy? <laughs> Demetrius Flanagan oh, Fowles. Demetrius Flanagan Fowles. <laughs> hey, you know what? The difference between Flanagan Fowles last he year came hard uh, and to this year, he, he's, he's much better. Uh, Demetrius Flanagan Fowles, I thought he was going to start. But it was good seeing Oren Burke start because Oren Burke is under contract next year. He could be the eventual place, replacement for Al Shire. Yep. Uh, so you might be, you, this might be the linebacker group. And he played 19 snaps because that's the NFL we live in. Um, they're going to put you in base four, three downs 19 times, you know, in a game. It. And yeah. that's it. It's just kind of the way we are. But yeah, overall, the defense looked good. Uh, they got they got enough done. You could definitely tell the difference once Bosa was out. The um, pass but... was a lot slower. Like that, that's after he went out, you really saw how good our coverage really was because there was a few plays, there was multiple, well, multiple plays. 
The breaker had seven, eight seconds. It just had nothing. Like it just yeah. Yeah, and that's more than one guy, right? That's, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's whole, the everybody. Whole group. It's fantastic. But let's talk about something that wasn't fantastic, and that's the 49ers special teams. Uh, I thought the two uh, kickoffs that were returned to midfield where Robbie Gold ends up getting hurt on the second one where he makes two touchdown-saving tackles. tackles. He did, yeah. Uh, was... So one time I was, man, I wish wishing Wisnowski kicked off again because he would lay people out. But, uh, <laughs> He's no Pat McAfee. They also had a field goal blocked. They had Samuel Womack with a little bit of a mental error, not letting the ball go deeper, closer to the goal line. That was a little frustrating. So I know Brian Snyder's a really good special teams coach. And I'm sure he's going to be upset about this. What do you attribute this special teams, like a little bit of a blunder and a, and a poor game this year, which, I mean, they haven't had too many poor games. I was going to say, I, through the first five games, I thought, or I, I think our teams was, it has been a lot better than last year. So that's a positive. I don't want to say be too harsh. I want to give him just the idea of, a, hey, they're human, had a bad game. Yeah. It, if we see some of that stuff that, that should be that sh- that should be coached up and, and film room stuff again next week, then, you know, at that point, we, we need to have a conversation about, okay, what's going on here? But one bad game, okay. Yeah, and I think some of it could go into the injuries. I think injuries play into special teams struggling. I know it hurt Richie Hightower last year, and that's why at one point I remember telling Alex, I said, hey, I said, they're going to play starters on special teams now. Yeah, They have to because they have too many injuries. They're going to have to play starters on special teams because like with Oren Burke starting, if you have Oren Burke starting, if you take him off the special teams unit now, you lose one of your best, better special teams players. If you, you know, like Womack goes in the game and all of a sudden he's not playing, but you take these guys off, it slowly hurts you. They're already missing Tarverius Moore. So I think they are missing some of their special teams ace guys. And so they're just going to have to look at that again. You know, injuries are here, but we're going to have to play these guys on special teams, which means where do you rotate them out? I think that's one of the interesting things Warriors have to figure out. But I think the special teams will rebound. I think yeah. they're going to play better next week. They will. Because I, they have a good coach. I mean, he's going to handle this thing. And yep. if he doesn't, uh, Kyle's going to get on his butt. But he's going to have to tell him, like, hey, we need these guys. And they already have Malik Turner. That's one of the active players. He's been called up three times. He's up and back. Up they and have back to make a back. decision on him now. Yep. Uh, they have to make some decisions on Tevin Coleman coming up. So there's going to be some stuff coming down the bin. But, Jason, let's turn the page now. Because it is time for the Falcons. And the Falcons... Lost a game they probably could have won. Uh, that was the, a terrible call. A terrible call there. Oh, my God. Uh, no Kyle Pitts. He did not play last week. I don't know if he'll play this week. We'll see what happens with I'm, the hamstring. I'm not sure he's going to. Yeah, so. The early thought is he got multiple weeks. We're only at week two right now. And they so. traded away a player, a starting defensive player, a linebacker. So you've got Brady Jackson on defense. You've got Drake London and Marcus Mariota on offense. What do you think in first off your first impressions of 49ers versus Falcons? I've I watched a, a lot of the Tampa game yesterday and I watched a lot of the game against and they played the Rams too. So I I've seen them a couple times. They're they're pretty well coached. I I will say that. Like 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 Arthur Smith has shown me that that, that he doesn't have a ton of talent necessarily around him in terms of, of just man for man talent, but he puts his guys in spots where they can at least be okay. So it it, it in terms of, of of the talent gap, it's pretty wide, but I think the game will be a little bit 
the closer than it, it should be. I I I just still think San Francisco should, should you know win by double figures, but not 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 like like thirty seven to ten type game. But I also see Marcus, you know, giving us a couple picks too because that's what he does. Yeah, Marcus Mariota is an interesting, you know, interesting player. I thought he made some really great throws in that game against Tampa Bay, and then there's some that you shake your head at. You wonder, you remember when this guy was a second overall pick? Uh, I think Marcus Mariota has got talent. He's got his legs, so the four will have to remember so that. that. But part. Uh, he's more of a Geno Smith style of runner. He's not one of those guys that's going to be like Justin Fields that beat you with a big time play, but he'll look to extend. I think the 49ers are going to go in there and, and need to develop a pass rush against him. Uh, I think D'Amico Ryans can confuse him with different coverages, shell coverages, uh, change things post-snap, and also bringing blitz. I think they can get after Marcus Mariota in this game. Oh, yeah. And I don't think he has a lot of receivers that can win. I mean, he's got Zacchaeus and he's got uh, Drake London, or yeah, London that are going to have to do it for him. Uh, other than that, who's he got? You know, I, I think that's one of the big concerns for this Falcons offense. They don't have a lot of weapons. And then on defense, they just don't have a lot of ability there. They got A.J. Terrell. He's not exactly going to go lock anyone down. Um, he's so pretty good, though. He's good, but he's. He good. I, I don't think he's going to lock people down. I think the 49ers offense, the way they're looking right now, they're going to be able to move the football. They're going to be able to score points. And then it's going to be about can this 49ers defense continue to play the way they have, even with all the losses to injury. And if they can, uh, I, I think they have a really good opportunity to win this game. So, Jason, after going through your thought process, hearing what I had to say, what is your game prediction You've gotten one wrong this year, really bad, and that was the the said they were going to lose to the Rams, and I'm not. I'm just going to say that every single week. I'm just going to keep That's bringing fine. it up. I appreciate, I appreciate that. Yeah, um, but you got last week right. You you had the 49ers winning, and you had them winning handily against the Panthers. What is your score prediction this week? Well, first of all, it was nice to see them actually get a win versus a non-division opponent too. So. There you uh, go. That was good. Hey, we can actually win games versus teams. Not and under- now they can breathe in the division. They can look They're around and there's first place. Yeah, there's no one around. I, I'm a little surprised that the overall record of our division is a week, but thank you, Arizona and Rams. I think overall the NFC. NFC's a little, but except for the NFC East. Weird. It's yeah. A, it's, a, 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 it's upside Cowboys, down world. New York football giants and Philadelphia Eagles. And you know what? Not scared of any of them. Like I tweeted out yesterday, Brian Dable's a hell of a coach. Like that team is not very good at all. And he's, he's got them playing some, some good football. I sure wish, I'm sure thankful that, you know, he's not where he should have been, which is with Chargers. Cause if you give him that kind of talent, oh my God, it'd have been scary. As far as the game protection for the Niners and the Atlanta Falcons, I mean, 28-3 would be, <laughs> be, <laughs> be funny, but... <laughs> That's my favorite score prediction that you've done so far. Well done. Um, uh, um, I'm going to say 31-13. 31-13. So four yards go over 30 again mm-hmm. for a second straight week. I like that... I love the 28th three. I might steal that one later in the week. Who knows? <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Oh, geez. Like, the guy to say that. <laughs> Just it's it's never gonna end. Like no. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think the 49ers are are looking to win this game. I think they have a really good opportunity. And of course, I'll make my prediction on the game preview show. But Jason, I like that. 31-13. That's good for the 49ers. Hopefully, Jason is right the like way he was last week. 
and four years get a big win. I would hope so. All right. One one other thing okay, too. One other thing. Interesting. You know, there's always one other thing. Um, also, when, when I was listening to to uh, London touchdown San Francisco boy, they they're talking about Kittle said after the game, and you know Turfers grass and nine percent Bob Gronkowski number there of the uh, of mat or severe foot and ankle injuries versus. On turf versus grass, and 32% more catastrophic knee injuries on turf versus grass. If the NFL is so into player safety, they might want to, you know, mandate all 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 fields go back to grass. Uh, that that's a good point. I would like to know what is the ratio of grass fields to turf fields in the NFL, because if it's Lopsided towards turf fields, then the mm-hmm. the ratings would you know but be higher. Uh, but yeah, but, but I mean those are some interesting stats, and if it's pretty equal, uh, the NFL definitely needs to evaluate that because we do want players on the field. We don't want them to get hurt, and so natural grass could be the way to go. Las Vegas Raiders have natural grass even in, in their dome. in their dome. So so do the Cardinals too. Yeah, so you can definitely figure it out. Maybe the NFL will mandate that. I think the NFLPA, that's something they should they approach. Need, need to take uh, it up. Put that in there. I guarantee you can get natural grass on every field as long as you're willing to go 18 games. Yep. Oh, exactly. <laughs> if you want real player safety, you're going to give us an extra game where you can eh. get yourself beat to death. But, One last okay. preseason game, but it'll be on grass, <laughs> damn it. So it's okay. Uh, yeah. Tua's head won't snap back so hard now on the grass. It'll be yeah. great. He won't be like this coming up. It definitely is different. And so, yeah, so I think that's a good point. Let's hopefully they get it to grass for everyone. I think it is better for player safety. And so Jason coming with the stats again. Another great episode, Jason. We're rolling through these. Hopefully the four yards get another win. That way next week we're going to be talking about Niners win as they get ready for Kansas City. Kansas City. That's going to be a good one. But thanks, everyone, for watching. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Go Niners. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.